0: Welcome to Cinema Chop Shop. Watch. Chop. Retrofit.
1: Chelsea, did you hear the good news? Probably not. Well, there's two two bits of good news. One is that I finally found some basil seeds nice. a week and a half ago or so. And as of today, we have germination. Nice. nice. We got some basil growing in the house. Also, uh, this very podcast... Recently passed 15,000 downloads. Oh, yeah. 15,000 downloads. But this is not an indoor gardening or masturbation podcast. <laughs> Welcome to season 10, episode 13 of Cinema Chop Shop. This is a movie podcast that concedes that remakes are going to happen. So, why shouldn't movie buffs
2: like us decide who is recast in those iconic roles? My name is... The Poseidon Traventure. Yes. A.K.A. Uncommon Traveller. Oh. A.K.A. The Royal Travis Bomb. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I love that last one so much.
1: I'm going to be your host, and I'm joined here in the Chop Shop by my co-host and co-producer, The French Connect Sean, A.K.A. Crim Sean Tide. (laughs) Good one. A.K.A. Shawnee and Clyde. Oh. And in our third seat, the Chop Shop Regulator... Chalkum to Mooseport, (laughs) (laughs) a.k.a. Get Chelsea, Ah. a.k.a. Absolute Power. Oh, Oh, nice. (laughs) Further description of the show, the tagline says, watch chop retrofit, because essentially that's what we do here. We watch older movies, sometimes they're classic films with iconic actors, sometimes they're pure tire fires, and then we retrofit them by tweaking the design with new parts. Disclaimer, though, you guys, we're not actually in favor of the remake, reboot, sequel culture. This is more of an exercise in satire and irony. We try to be funny. And sometimes we succeed. And that will bring us to our first segment tonight, which is going to be movie news. And this is where throughout the time span between episodes, we try to pay attention to stories that pertain to the world of cinema and that have to do with the Type of things that we talk about on this show and that maybe you, the Chop Choppers out there, might find interesting. And this week we do have to start it off with a sad R.I.P. The whole story is kind of sad. Rest in peace to Peter Robbins. He was the original, the O.G. Chucky B., uh, the voice of Charlie Brown in all of the Charlie Brown uh, specials that were made in the 1960s. He had a lifelong battle with mental illness, schizophrenia, and bipolar disorder. However, despite his struggles, he remained attached to Charlie Brown and even had a tattoo of Charlie Brown and Snoopy on his arm and a felony conviction on his record. Uh, so I looked into it today. Do you know what his uh, what his arrests were for? No, what? So he was... Uh, mostly threatening people, threatening people through the mail, which immediately puts you in federal offense territory. He threatened a cop. He threatened his ex-girlfriend and her plastic surgeon and the manager and the manager's wife of the mobile home park that he lived in. Good grief. Good grief indeed. Uh, So rest in peace to him. Next, Batgirl officially casts... Ivory Aquino, as the first trans character in a DC Comics feature film. She was in Tales of the City and When We Rise. She's been cast in the HBO Max feature film Batgirl as Alicia Yeo, the best friend of the titular superhero, a.k.a. Barbara Gordon, who's going to be played by Leslie Grace. All right, so next, uh, Disney Plus is going to launch in 42 new countries branching out into Africa and the Middle East. South Africa, Turkey, the United Arab Emirates, Israel and the Palestine territories are some of the 42 countries that US streaming giant Disney Plus <laughs> Disney Plus Disney Plus will be available in this summer across Europe and the Middle East and Africa. Do you think that they're going to censor Aladdin?
0: Oh, my oh God.
2: shit! <laughs> Speaking Just... <laughs> of Disney,
1: uh, they're adopting a different approach on the Snow White remake after uh, Peter Dinklage speaks out. Spoke out. Speaks out. Dinklage, star of award season contender Cyrano and a multiple Emmy winner on Game of Thrones, told Mark Marin's What the Fuck podcast <laughs> that while the upcoming project was quote. Progressive in one way for casting Latina star Rachel Rachel Ziegler from West Side Story in the lead, the studio was, quote, still making that fucking backward story about seven dwarves living in a cave together. So they came back and they're like, well, we're going to take a different approach. We're reaching out to the dwarf community. They're advising us. No, this is seriously like the statement that they made. Uh, People with dwarfism are advising us. So. I think that they probably just
2: need to shelve this one, right? Let the OG Snow White exist in its space. On principle and on the theme of this show alone, they need to leave it the fuck alone. Yes. Yeah. Next, Jake Gyllenhaal is to star in a movie called Cut and Run. New Republic
1: Pictures wins the bidding war. Jake Gyllenhaal is set to star in Cut and Run, a heist thriller about a group of thieves who use high-powered speedboats to rob super yachts. And so Jake Chillenhall' is just going to be behind the wheel of a speedboat, like, brooding. <laughs> Their caper takes a turn when they steal the wrong thing from the wrong group of people. <laughs> and then finally, uh, this is fresh off the presses, Johnny Knoxville has brain damage. <laughs> you don't say. Uh, excuse me. Johnny Knoxville suffered brain damage after an injury on the set of... Jackass forever. In other news, they are going to be putting out Jackass forever, and then also Jackass and Robin will follow shortly <laughs> behind that. Uh, no, he said he got hit by a bull, and that bull hit was so hard, probably harder than any other time I've been hit by a bull, or maybe
2: period. Wow, uh, it sound his quote sounds like he does have brain. I mean, head. that's one yeah. for, that's one for the ages. I mean, lock that down. That is some beautiful prose yes all right that's gonna wrap us up on movie news for this week uh do you guys hear
1: a phone ringing does it sound like it's tapped (laughs) that must mean it's time for the department of corrections department with chief corrections officer dana
0: hey there chop shoppers you did well this week not much to report Mark Ackerstream died from head injuries sustained on the set of the Canadian television series, The Crow, Stairway to Heaven. There was a rowboat explosion during filming and he was hit by flying debris. Jackie Chan did play the Mr. Miyagi role in the Jaden Smith Karate Kid. That's all I dug up this week. See you fellers and lady next time.
1: All right. Well, thank you, Dana, for that. Uh, Nothing to report means nothing to retort. And that's going to close the doors on the Department of Corrections Department for this week, bringing us to the theme of the episode in celebration of his 92nd birthday i believe Uh-oh. when this oh no oh, no. Yeah, so oh god ni- 1930 to 2022 <sighs> oh, no, this is, is a 92 years if you don't talk about the thing that you're not supposed to talk about maybe it won't exist <laughs>
0: this is a fucking fight club
1: <laughs> and you don't talk about it the films of gene hackman the great gene hackman um not to be confused with the poor man's gene hackman do you know who i'm talking about no robert loggia no you don't think that robert loggia is a no poor man's gene Hackman? no way maybe i'm confused do they not look similar not really Uh, a little bit no not at all okay well i i might be thinking of a different loggia american retired actor and novelist In a career that has spanned more than six decades, Hackman has won two Academy Awards, four Golden Globes, an A Screen Actors Guild Award, and two BAFTAs. Upon the death of Sidney Poitier in 2022, rest in peace, rest in power, Hackman became the oldest living and earliest surviving Best Actor Oscar winner. Oh, God nominated for five academy awards hackman won best actor for his role as jimmy popeye doyle in the critically acclaimed thriller the french connection from 1971 uh, fun fact popeye's the chicken franchise claims that they named their store after jimmy popeye doyle yeah. but they also licensed the comic popeye. character during like the 70s and 80s true story we recast that movie the French connection we have what else do you win for and best supporting actor as little bill daggett in Clint Eastwood's Western film unforgiven yeah his other nominations for best supporting actor came with the films Bonnie and Clyde in 1967 and I never sang for my father in 1970 I saw this one it's like his highest rated rated movie I I should I say I saw it I did not see it Um, because it sounds dull yeah, I never sang for my father. Have you heard of this? No, it's his highest-rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes.
2: Well, you know what I think about Rotten Tomatoes. They're very acidic. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. You don't want to hit and get
1: them on any of your other food. You take them with a grain of salt. One bad Rotten Tomato spoils the bunch. Uh, Hackman's other major film roles include The Poseidon Adventure, The Conversation, French Connection 2, which is inferior to the to the original one. Really. A Bridge Too Far, Superman the movie, in which he played Lex Luthor, Hoosiers, in which he played Lex Luthor, <laughs> No Way Out, Bat 21, The Firm, The Quick and the Dead, Get Shorty, Crimson Tide, Enemy of the State, Ants with a Z, The Replacements, Behind Enemy Lines, The Royal Tenenbaums, and Welcome to Mooseport, which was his final film role before Retiring, way to go out on a big bang. He's there. like, I'm at the top of my game. <laughs> Mic <Mike Everybody> drop. Everybody <laughs> loves Raymond. This is gonna be perfect. And just walks away from the game. Uh, but really, did he have anything else to prove?
2: No, I mean Not- he was a fantastic everyman.
1: Yeah, I think that one Sorry, of man. one of the uh, character traits that he kind of presents is his way of being tough and cool is kind of laughing things off until he doesn't.
0: I'm really surprised to hear that he hasn't won that many awards.
1: <laughs> there was a whole paragraph of his I award. know, but
0: still, it seems very small compared to like other actors that gotcha, we've talked about.
1: Gotcha. I guess so, I mean, is this the Gene Hackman is underrated podcast? Maybe. It sort of seems like In it. In a way, okay. All right, fair. In our next segment, we're going to talk about two films. This is the segment called The Midnight Double Feature and we're each going to talk about two films that we have decided would make a great pairing for public exhibition. <laughs> uh a pair of films that are related to each other enough uh that they would make a good double feature. And so, Chelsea, can you give us your double feature today?
0: I'm pairing 1978 and 1980 Superman and Superman 2.
1: Loved these movies as a kid. Uh, I just saw
0: the original Superman for the first time last year.
1: Christopher Reeves. Um, Yeah. And? I loved it. Isn't it great?
0: I felt like a kid at Disneyland. Like... It was it was so wonderful. I did not have the same feeling with Superman 2, which it's, I watched for the first time this past week. Gotcha.
1: Now, which is the which is the one that got the the Donner cut, the Redux? Um, I think I know 2 has a Donner cut. I okay. think 1 got a Donner cut as well. Yeah, there was some wishy-washy stuff going on with the studio in the making of those movies, but at the same time, I feel like at least for people of like our generation, the Christopher Reeves Superman is the standard to which people seek to attain right i think it still remains yeah
0: yeah i mean having never seen these superman movies that's who i always thought of as superman
1: all right so i like that superman one and superman two unfortunately richard pryor doesn't show up until (laughs) superman (laughs) three you don't get to see all of that awesomeness uh over to you sean what's your double feature
2: all right, um, we're going to start off with a movie from 1975 called Night Moves. Uh-huh. This is directed by Arthur Penn, the yeah. director of Bonnie and Clyde. All right. Which Gene Hackman was in. Little Big Man, The Miracle Worker, and Alice's Restaurant. Oh, okay. So I know
1: Little Big Man. I know Alice in Alice's Restaurant. Uh, what is The Miracle Worker? That's oh, that's movie. the Helen, Helen Keller story. story.
2: Okay, gotcha. Yep. Uh, written by Alan Sharp. This stars Gene Hackman, Susan Clark, and Jennifer Warren. This is a neo-noir movie, so okay. uh, I really love this one. Uh, Los Angeles private investigator who uncovers a series of sinister events while searching for a missing teen daughter of a former movie actress. Okay, he's in California. He gets sent down to the Florida Keys to go search for this girl. He befriends this little like boating fishing outfit. And uh, they find her. It's, it's Melanie Griffith. Oh, okay. 18 years old. First, wow. First credited role. Besides that lion documentary, right? Uh, yeah. She was like 14. This is her first like was... roar. This is first starring Melanie Griffith with lines and whatnot, and she's very nude. Wow. A lot of nudity. Good think she was 18. A lot of nudity. Uh, James Woods is in this too as a young motorcycle guy. He's I kinda... wonder why James Woods showed up when nothing. <laughs> right was, was naked. naked. Right? Uh, this is a cool movie though. I liked it a lot. Uh, it's uh, it's worth worth the checking out. Um, I'm pairing that with 1985's Target, not to be confused with the uh, awesome uh, retail store. Retail stores, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, this is also directed by Arthur Penn. Oh, father of Sean Penn. This is the uh, last of Arthur Penn and Gene Hackman's collaborations. It also stars Matt Dillon.
1: Oh, shit. So So did you know that, and I just heard this on uh, one of our peers' podcasts, that Matt Dillon was discovered by accident to be an extra in, like, rock and roll high school or something like that? i'm pretty sure that matt Dillon does a
2: lot of things by accident it <laughs> seems
0: like it right yeah,
2: the house that jack built for one all right for he's he sucked in this movie okay? okay and i'll get to that in a second as to why matt Dillon plays chris lloyd he does not get along with his father walter Walter's mm-hmm. just a regular old fuddy-duddy kind of guy too cautious and very boring the mom goes over to europe for some reason i don't really recall why but she basically becomes kidnapped she becomes kidnapped. She gets kidnapped. I am the kidnapped. So Gene Hackman and Matt Dillon fly over to Europe to like try to track her down and make connections and get her. You know whatever. Yes. Turns out uh, Gene Hackman is like former CIA. So it's it's taken. Yeah, (laughs) totally. It's Liam Neeson's take. Totally. So he is essentially a badass motherfucker, and they were taking him because he and his people, according to this East German uh, guy, Gene Hackman and his buddies, like laid waste to his family. Uh Well, there's more to the story than that. But the biggest Achilles heel of this, though, is that Matt Dillon is totally bored through this whole movie. He's bored. I mean, he's in the face of danger, imminent danger and espionage. And he's like, I just want to get laid. I mean, that's terrible. (laughs) But uh, Gene Hackman's great. Um, it's, it's, It's the lesser of the two movies.
1: Okay, fair. I don't know that anybody could accuse Matt Dillon of being like... One of the greatest actors, you know, like he's he's good in things, but he's always Matt Dillon with one exception, one glaring exception. There's something about I was about Mary. to say,
2: there's something about Mary is probably my favorite Matt Dillon yeah, movie. It's the teeth.
0: Well, but in The Outsiders, he kind of pulls a Nicolas Cage. OK, he gets real fucking animated at the end. OK,
1: like All right. I need to I need to rewatch that scene. Apparently, we yes. recast that movie. Oh, that'd the be Outsiders. great.
0: Oh, that'd be Rumble so good. Movies?
1: Ooh, yeah. Movies. oh yeah rumble fish oh yeah that and Rumblefish. all right i'm doing two westerns uh with gene hackman he didn't do a lot of westerns i i saw like maybe three or four uh, but the two that stood out to me are uh first the quick and the dead from 1995 this was directed by sam raimi uh it's only got a 58 percent on rotten tomatoes i think that's fair it's not an incredible movie but it's not terrible either. Uh, it's also not to be confused with the other movie, The Quick and the Dead, with Sam Elliott from late 70s, early 80s. For for a little while there, uh, Sam Elliott was in every Louis Lemoore movie, <laughs> him and Tom Selleck. So The Quick and the Dead, a mysterious woman gunslinger, Ellen, played by Sharon Stone, saunters into the town of Redemption, <coughs> looking for revenge. Her father was killed by the town's sadistic mayor Herod, played by Gene Hackman, who is in the midst of organizing a quick-draw tournament. The lady enters, joining a cast of miscreants and outlaws for a brutal competition in which the loser dies. Among the competitors is quote, The Kid, played by a young Leonardo DiCaprio, an upstart who has his own score to settle with Herod. I think it's kind of funny that the sheriff's name is Herod because of The biblical implications king herod killing all of the firstborn sons spoiler alert you find out that the kid is his son uh moving along to a much superior movie the unforgiven probably the best thing that clint eastwood has ever done uh in terms of like starring in movies directing movies fathering children (laughs) and marrying women this movie is incredible they cut her teeth. i knew you were gonna do that (laughs) when prostitute sex worker delilah fitzgerald played by anna thompson is disfigured by a pair of cowboys in big whiskey wyoming you ever been there chelsea no big whiskey isn't wyoming somewhere near south dakota no not even close nope (laughs) uh her fellow brothel workers post a reward for their murder much to the displeasure of sheriff little bill daggett played by gene hackman who doesn't allow vigilantism in his town the two groups of gunfighters are led by aging former bandit william money played by case (laughs) played by clint eastwood And the other by florid English Bob, Richard Harris, come to collect the reward, clashing with each other and the sheriff. And what that description fails to mention is that uh, Morgan Freeman puts on one
2: hell of a performance performance in this movie.
1: I like this movie. It's probably one of my dad's favorite movies. This along with Tombstone. Tombstone. You know what I'm talking about, John. Tombstone.
2: Yeah, Unforgiven is probably my favorite western. It's so well rounded. It 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 transcends shot. It transcends the genre.
0: I've never seen it.
2: Oh, you should watch it. You should
1: watch it. In fact, the fact that you haven't seen it is going to (laughs) be (laughs) unforgiven. I see what you've done there. (laughs) I I was going to go unforgivable, but it didn't make sense. All right, so. That's going to bring us to our feature segment, you guys, and that is the recast. And this is where we take a predetermined movie that we have all watched in advance. We talk about it a little bit, and then we hypothetically recast a few of the main actors with contemporary players who are at the height of their powers. And the first movie is going to be a really, really good movie called The Conversation from 1974, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. It's got a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that apt? Yes. yes. And the two of you, I believe, saw this for the first time this week? Yes. Yes. And give me your feedback, not literally in terms of recording <laughs> sense. Tell me what you think about the movie.
0: Um, I didn't really know anything going into it, and... It's, it, it's really subtle and understated and you're sort of left like, what the fuck is going on? And yeah. what the hell? What the hell? And then you're just sort of gut punched and you're like, oh, shit. And it's so good. And just to see him sort of descend into this craziness yep. at the end. It Oh, God, it was fucking good.
1: Like a, uh, a quagmire of deceit.
0: Oh, I like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, all the pieces are just kind of, they're
1: right there in front mm-hmm.
2: of you the whole time.
1: Yeah. You had a really good review of this, Sean, on your uh, check-ins. Do you remember
2: what you said? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Coppola masterfully takes several moving parts and smoothly orchestrates them into their proper place by the end of the film. It's a great, didn't-see-that-coming ending. Yeah. Absolutely. Surveillance expert Harry Call, played by Gene
1: Hackman, is hired by a mysterious client's brusque aide, Harrison Ford uh, Wow, I can't believe we didn't put Harrison Ford in the recast <laughs> To tail a young couple Mark, played by Frederick Forrest Another great actor And Anne, played by Cindy Williams Tracking the pair through San Francisco's Union Square Call and his associate Stan Played by John Cazale managed to record a cryptic conversation between them. Tormented by memories of a previous case that ended badly, Call becomes obsessed with the resulting tape, trying to determine if the couple are in danger. Uh, One thing that I did want to point out that I've been harping on all week with you, Sean, is that this movie has a spiritual sequel, and that is Enemy of the State with Gene Hackman and Will Smith. The setup of Call's you know, um Lair, I guess you would say. His HQ is very similar to the setup of Br- Brill. Brill, the character Gene Hackman's character in Enemy of the State. Um also in Enemy of the State, when the NSA shows a file photo of Brill, it's actually a stock photo from the conversation. It's very clever.
2: Before we get to the roles, anything else we want to say? Um, Francis Ford Coppola. I mean, you can see a lot of tendrils of him, Mm. who he likes to work with in this. Well, I mean, John Cazale was... Fredo in The Godfather, but then you've also got uh, Harrison Ford, who plays a very, very, very minor role in Apocalypse Now. Oh, that's true. And you're kind of wow. scratching your head of like, how did he get him? Mm-hmm. You trace it back to this. You've also got Robert Duvall as an uncredited character mm-hmm. in the who's film, also who, in The Godfather, who's, who's in The Godfather. Um, also, I should mention that uh, Billy D. Williams is in this movie. No shit. His character's name is the Colt man
1: forty five.
2: Nope. Man in the Yellow Hat.
1: Oh, <gasps> from Curious George. George. Yeah, I know. Crazy, right? Uh, all right. The roles we're going to recast. First, we've got Harry Call, played by Gene Hackman, who was 44. We've got Stan, played by John Cazale, who was 39. And we've got Anne, played by Cindy Williams, who was 27. All right, Chelsea, over to you. I Also, real quick, we've got to point out something. I know we're going long. This is great, though. Uh, Chelsea is powering through a inner ear infection we got double something going on where you're you're not able to hear properly no and you're on headphones and we're talking about the conversation she's wearing the cans (laughs) yes all right so chelsea who is your pick for harry call
0: so this this was hard to recast Mm -hmm. um you need somebody sort of unassuming and tortured for an unknown reason and it made me think of a movie called Begin Again with Mark Ruffalo and Kieran Knightley. I chose Mark Ruffalo to play this because I think ah, he could pull it
1: off. Mark Ruffalo and who else is in that? Begin it's, Again? It's called it's, uh, Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley and Mark he Ruffalo He is Begin so Again.
0: tortured, yeah. but at the same time, like still has compassion. He
1: does that well.
0: He really does.
1: Yeah.
2: Right on. Okay. I like it. Over to you, Sean. What do you got? So, the cool thing about this character is that he made all of his shit. Like, all of his surveillance Mm -hmm. stuff, all of his tech, he made it. And that was a really cool part of the film and the analog nature of it. And the fact they went to the convention. And everybody's jealous of him because he's a legend in surveillance. Yeah. That was my compass in casting uh, two of our main roles. So, I went with an actor who um, is about 45 years old. And uh, you'd know him. I'm just going to blast it out. Yeah. You'd, you'd know him from uh, Halt and Catch Fire, where they made their own computer uh-huh. and shit. i went with Scoot McNary. Scoot.
1: Scoot. <laughs> yep. All right. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I can see him in this, too. I have never seen Halt and Catch Fire, though. So I, I don't. You should check I've, that out. I probably should. I'm,
0: I've am i never seen it either, so don't I've worry. I've got a
1: couple shows I'm watching right now. We'll talk about it off mic. My Harry Call, I kind of struggled with this one, so i I just went with somebody in the age range who might be able to pull it off. He's 43 now. He was in the Mighty Ducks. He was on the show Fringe and also Dawson's Creek. His name is Joshua Jackson. Yep. I thought about Joshy. I went Pacey on this one. Next, we got Stan played by John Cazale, who was 39 at the time. And Chelsea, who's your pick for this?
0: I struggled with this one. And then I just picked someone who I was like, who am I not going to forget? Cause you sort of forget him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with Sebastian Stan.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. The Stan connection. That's cool. So uh, there's a thing going around this week. A lot of people are getting him confused with Richard Madden's character from
2: Eternals. Apparently there's a lot of face value there. Yeah. Over to you, Sean. Who you got? All right. So, continuing my idea of them being kind of self starter inventor kind of guys, I'm with an actor who is uh, in his late 30s and um, he's going to have to get debuffed because mm-hmm. he's awfully buff right now. But uh, he helped develop some software in Silicon Valley. I went with <laughs> Kamel Nanjani. Kamel Nanjani. I just said Eternals. I know you I did. I just said it just
1: now. Yeah, you did. Uh, all right. Well, I got a, I got a superhero too. My actor's 38. He's in Under the Silver Lake, Tick Tick Boom, and Spider Man. He's got a five head, just like John Gazelle. His name is Andrew Garfield. Oh, yeah. Andrew Garfield. He nice. needs to do something that he can lie to people about for a couple of years, right?
2: Yep, yep, yep. Spider-Man uh, was a nice redemption for him. Yeah, I thought that was a good good flick for him in the midst of a lot of really shitty movies. Right.
1: Well, I mean, I, I think that the Tick, Tick, Boom movie was well-received. Eyes it?
2: of Tammy Faye, he was pretty oh, terrible. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And then there's the other movie about where he's a producer of like a YouTube show. Oh, yeah. It's called uh, Mainstream. Mainstream, which is completely out of touch with with how YouTube works. Mm-hmm. It was like
1: a televangelist doing social media. Whoever right? wrote
2: it has confused YouTube with how network television works. Mm-hmm. We're losing viewers. Like, they have ratings or something.
1: Yeah. It's terrible. All right. Next up, we've got the role of Anne, played by Cindy Williams, who was 27 at the time. Chelsea, what are you thinking for this?
0: So, I have that stupid fucking song she sings stuck in my head every time oh. I think of
1: her. Wait, what red, song is red
2: it? Red Robin
0: Bob, I can't, I just and, it's...
1: No, that's pretty good.
0: Anyways, she's, she's so fucking adorable and so innocent and you're just shocked.
1: Do you think that possibly the song being stuck in your head is what gave you a double ear infection? Maybe.
0: <laughs> it could be. Um. Anyway, so I wanted someone who could kind of encapture that. Uh, I went with Tessa Farmiga.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, so she just showed up on a show. My lovely wife, Michelle, was watching the other day. It's The Gilded Age. Mm -hmm. Yes. The Gilded Age. She shows up and I was like, that's Tessa Farmiga. And she's like, no, that girl's 14. And I was like, "Nah, that's Tessa Farmiga. She's like, well, the character's 14. I I looked it up and I'm like... Tessa Farmiga, that's her. She's
2: 27.
0: She is. Playing
2: half her age. Nice. Over to you, Sean. What do you got? So, Cindy Williams, Shirley, Laverne and Shirley, bright-eyed, very innocent, and innocent-seeming, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. So, I kind of went with that wide-eyed innocence as well. Uh, Everyone knows her from Stranger Things, and as well as um, Yes, God, Yes. And? and? Things Heard and Seen. Yeah. I went with uh, Natalia Dyer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. For a second, I thought you were going to
1: say Winona Ryder, and I was on board. I was like, and she was in Play, and playing half her age, and, and Beetlejuice. <laughs> uh, my pick is—I guess it's a little bit unorthodox. She is, she is from Israel. Uh, it's she's 26 now. She's in a movie called Unorthodox. <laughs> she's she's in a movie called Asia, and the Zookeeper's Wife. Her name is Shira Haas. Shira Haas. Don't know her. Me Me neither. No, nobody does. All right. So those are the roles that we have decided to recast in the conversation. And we had a conversation about it. Uh, Was that fun? That was so fun. All right. Well, I think it's time to head to intermission, but not before we say... Let's all go to the lobby Let's all go to the lobby Let's all go to the lobby And get ourselves some moose tracks
0: Or some red robin
2: Nice Thanks Yum <laughs> <laughs>
1: And for those of you just tuning in, you're listening to the Chop Shop Morning Zoo on WCCS, 85.5 FM, The Shop, with Travisito, The Brew Boss.
0: And me, Chelsea, The Regulator, where we'll be breaking down the recasts of your precious childhood movies. All All morning morning
1: long. long. And if you can't listen on your toilet or in your car,
2: just search for Cinema Chop Shop on Podbean.com. And it came to pass that the Lord Pod saith unto the chop shoppers to go forth, to rate, to review, and to subscribe to Cinema Chop Shop on all of your social media and your podcaster apps. Now it's about time for the holy sacrament of a beer check-in. You too can follow the path to Cinema Chop Shop on Untapped. That's U-N-T-A-P-P-D. Everyone, Hallelujah! Hallelujah.
1: Praise Jesus! Amen. Well, hello
0: there, all you naughty Chop Shoppers. So, you like to listen? Oh, you're bad. Wouldn't you also love to see all of our hot pictures and posts on our very own social media? Just search for Cinema Chop Shop on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, if you think you can handle it.
2: This weekend on CCS Wrestling
1: Woo! If you miss this event, you suck!
0: Woo! It'll be the ultimate recasting extravaganza you have ever seen Between the challenger
1: Trontastic Ron I'm gonna rip his face off
0: Woo! And the defending champ
1: Little Thanos You ain't got nothing,
2: brother I can't stop
1: saying woo! It's an actual medical condition So if you've got a problem with that, we'll see you in Gmail, where you can send us comments, corrections,
2: concerns, and complaints. That's CinemaJobShop at gmail.com.
0: Do you need a used movie? Good credit? Bad credit? No credit? No problem!
1: Come on down to Wacky Trav's Cinema Chop Shop blowout sale. He's He's out out of of his his mind. mind. Where we can guarantee you, you'll go home happy. Social security number, criminal background check, and blood sample required. Side effects may include euphoria, hallucinations, and delusions of grandeur. So please remember to... Watch Watch. Chop Retrofit. Welcome back, Chop Shoppers. Thank you for bearing with us during the intermission. We just had to tell some terrible jokes. And when we come back from
2: intermission, Sean, what do we like to do? Beer check-ins. It's a beer check-in. And what do we got? Well, from our buddies at New Anthem in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, we have a beer called On Cassette. The New Anthem is the same national anthem it's just auto-tuned this is a uh, citra triple dry hop double ipa wow with mosaic citra amarillo and el dorado all right show's over let's just drink <laughs> they're singing my song man yes. <laughs> they're singing my song these are all my favorite hits on also, a cassette i also
1: like their uh their logo just the n a i love it kind of reminds me of your joke about non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> Not going to tell that on mic. Nope. All right. So we're going to okay. enjoy this. I'm going to take a little sippy sip. Mmm. You know, the best part of waking up <laughs> is citra in your cup. These guys don't miss.
2: Mmm. I mean, and Wilmington's not that far away. No, I'm, I'm planning a trip uh, in March,
0: and then we can go to Taco John's.
2: No, that's a different trip.
0: Oh damn it! When's Taco John's? That's I'm I don't go know what Taco John's.
2: Taco is. John's is a franchise of taco places. Where? It's like it, it, it's out of like the Midwest. Oh, but there is one in Wilmington. No, no, no. There is one about an hour north of Asheville. It's in like the very tippy tip of East yeah, yeah, Tennessee. Yeah. It's so, like uh, uh, in mountainous territory. Yeah, yeah. Like you got to drive up towards Boone and cross over into Tennessee Hill Country. All right. Well, while we enjoy this beer, which is very delicious, uh, let's get
1: into the 2022 movie marathon. As of this recording, it is the 28th day of the year. And Chelsea, what number are you on? I'm on 32. Not too shabby. I've caught up. Sean? 37 i am also on 37 although if you look at my letterboxd or my twitter uh which is where we check these in with the hashtag 2022 movie marathon uh it'll only say 36 because uh the most recent movie i watched i have not checked in yet gotcha and chelsea what's your first check-in
0: you guys might have talked about this mm-hmm. before, but I watched this fucking fucked documentary that has given me nightmares. Okay. Um, it's from 2006. It's called Jesus Camp.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Whoa, what the fuck did I watch? Yeah,
1: it's it's messed up.
0: It's a lot.
1: Um, in my brain, I conflate this with the comedy with... Um, What's her name? Mandy From Moore. Mandy Moore. What's that called? Saved. Saved. Yes. Okay. I can... No,
0: this is real. This yeah. is not actors. And it's in North Dakota, which feels really close to home. Mm-hmm. And that fucking terrifies not me.
1: A, not as close as Wisconsin. <laughs> um, Understood. Yeah. Uh, the, I've seen this documentary. It is alarming, but it's also, uh, it rings truer and truer.
0: Well, I've never seen um what do you call it like fundamentalism mm. evangelicals like yeah. speaking in tongues yeah. and just like Snake freaking handlers. out like I've seen it done in parodies. I've never seen something real like that
1: well, I mean to be fair, it's not real
0: i mean it doesn't I've never seen it taken seriously, gotcha
1: fair, fair,
0: and it was um alarming it was really uncomfortable,
1: yeah. No, I, I completely get it. Um, I've And Sean, I'm sure you can speak to this as well. I've seen a lot of uh, religious fanaticism taken to a far degree. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, what's your next or your first check-in for this week, show? My
2: first check-in is from 1948. It is probably one of the finest film noirs you can ever watch. It's called The Naked City. And... I disagree with Joey Poole on his review. I did not like the film strip narrator, the school film strip type narration. Oh, okay. But, uh, this is a perfect noir meets police drama that has been often imitated. The movie plays out like an episode of law and order. If you've if you like law and order, any iteration of law and order, check out this movie. This Mm -hmm. is kind of like the flagpole where it started. Um, New York city is a character unto itself in the film. It's really cool. I'm not going to get into too much detail about the plot not and fair. stuff, but uh, do check it out. If you've got Criterion, it's right there for you. All right. Well, uh,
1: <clears throat> speaking of noir, my my first check-in is number 30. It's Last Looks from 2021. This is an under-the-radar film noir style mystery starring Charlie Hunnam, uh, who you would know from Sons of Anarchy, things like that. Also, Mel Gibson, disclaimer, disclaimer, and uh, <laughs> Morena Baccarin. Mm-hmm. Yes. who is an excellent companion to this film. The movie was not terrible. Okay. That's all I have to say. Over to you, Chelsea.
0: I have another documentary. This one's from 2021. It's called A Man Named Scott. It's about mm-hmm. Kid Cudi.
1: Scott Muscutty.
0: I'm um, sure.
1: That's his real name.
0: I know. I didn't realize, sort of how tortured mm-hmm. he was, and um, his his story yeah. is really interesting, and it's sort of, I guess I I like his music. I guess I never really paid attention, but now like it just it hits a little different.
1: I think he's got a. Um speaking to that point a very poignant song called night terrors
0: yeah i mean that album when it came Mm -hmm. out was like a dark time for me i stayed away from it i still have not
2: listened to it you should listen to it it's good all right so my next one is going to be a film that was supposedly released in 2020 but i think it hit 2021 and i would not have watched this had it not been for red letter media's recommendation okay it's called the empty man the Empty Man. You were mentioning this to me earlier in the
1: week. Tell me again. It it. At first glance, you think it's, oh, God, another Slender
2: Man ripoff. Oh, I thought it was going to be a reboot of Hollow Man. No. Um, it starts out like a Slender Man send-up. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it turns into a Doomsday cult flick that turns into kind of like a detective story. Whoa. It's crazy. It is off the rails, not at all what you expected. Is it a great movie? Eh, but you're still thinking about it. It you're thinking about it, but also it's just so unexpected and it's such a mishmash of different things and different genres. Yeah. It's pretty cool. All right. I can dig it. Uh this was number 32
1: for me. It's called the UFO Incident. It's from 1975. This was a made-for-TV movie. It's a dramatization of the famous alien abduction account of Barney and Betty Hill, uh, one of the most famous abduction accounts. And they were an interracial couple that uh, underwent hypnosis following their uh, traumatic time. And the movie is, is accurate to the story that I have heard about them. The Barney role is played by James Earl Jones and the Betty Hill role is played by an actress who I cannot remember her name, but she was Roseanne's mom on Roseanne. Oh.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I know who you're talking about you
1: can picture her, right? Yes. All right. So uh for this third check-in for all of us, we're talking about a movie that we all watched this week and I think we all really liked. It's called The Tragedy of the Scottish play, <laughs> the, you can say it as long as you're not like backstage. We're at not a in the theater, theater yeah. right? It, the tragedy of Macbeth. This is the newest movie from Joel Cohen of the Cohen brothers, and he flew solo on this one and
2: to great effect, I think. Sean, what were your thoughts? I thought he was channeling Ingmar Bergman. It was beautiful. It uh-huh. was the the sets were austere. Yep, and just. Bear. Uh there were all these crazy forced perspective angles that were in the Almost shots. Like uh, Escher s Yeah, yeah. Especially playing with those stone slab mm-hmm. type and the things. Yeah. Uh but for me, the big takeaway uh besides um, um Hawkins, the guy that played Dr. Dre and straight out of Compton, mm-hmm. he was fantastic. But for me the takeaway was the witch, the witches Yes, they were were the best They were truly, truly creepy. And frightening, dude. Ominous, unnerving. And did you notice also that the witch played the old man that was sheltering the boy until the very end of the movie? I did not notice that. Yeah. That's badass. Chelsea,
1: what were your thoughts on this?
0: So I want to go back and watch it because... I
1: It it deserves a rewatch.
0: Listen, I watched it today and I had to watch it with subtitles because I couldn't hear it. I couldn't oh, even really make anything out. Because so. you were
1: wearing those headphones?
0: <laughs> well, I wasn't. I wish I wish I was. Um, so I was asking Sean, like, were the speech cadences good? And I specifically asked about Denzel. Oh,
1: he did great. I thought he was really understated. He, he does have, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he does have a theater background. Yeah.
0: But one thing that I noticed was um, Francis McDormand. Uh-huh. I didn't need to ask. Her face was fucking chilling. Jesus Christ!
1: So, on that, in that regard, I just watched Mississippi Burning yeah. for the first time last night, and Francis McDormand was young as hell in that movie, but killed it. Yeah. And in my review, I I was like,
2: apparently. She was born an amazing actress. Um, I have to I agree with Chelsea. Actor, you you do way. need to see this movie and be able to hear it. Oh, I agree. Yeah. The, yeah. the sound design is amazing. Mm-hmm. The footsteps are are yes pronounced there's one scene where francis mcdormand's having a soliloquy and she's like punching herself in the sternum yeah. talking and you can like hear mark Wahlberg in fear well
0: but that's right
2: or, or wolf like of Wall it's, street it's yes. so
0: funny because i couldn't hear but, but when she could, was doing it like i i knew, heard it yeah, exactly. felt the beat. yeah
2: um it's definitely a, a watch it again kind of thing and just take in all the visual and audio splendor without even having to follow the story it's great it's fantastic Right, I don't know how much I can add to that, but I will say in my review,
1: it takes a virtuoso like Cohen to take a story that we've heard and seen so many times and make it intriguing and gorgeous. Moving it along to the second part of our feature segment, which is the recast continued. Part two. The lesser sequel. Hoosiers are going to win. Uh, this movie's called Loose Cannons. Loose Cannons. Cannons. Mm. Um, from 1990, directed by Bob Clark. It's got a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Too high. Exactly. <laughs> Do they ever go into negatives? They should. For this movie, especially. What would be the lowest negative movie you could think of?
0: <laughs> Absolute zero.
1: Um, Xanadu. Oh,
0: no, no. I fucking oh. love Xanadu. <laughs> Xanadu's
1: got its charm. This is. This is. Zardoz. No. Other movies that start with Z. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Loose Cannons. A string of murders have taken place in Washington, D.C., but the officers assigned to the case, Mac, played by Gene Hackman, and Ellis, played by Dan Aykroyd, have to deal with their own conflicts first. The grizzled Mac is perpetually annoyed by the undeniably brilliant yet troubled Ellis, troubled to say the least who, in times of stress, tends to black out and adopt personalities of pop culture icons. And the investigation sure gets stressful as the cops trace the killings to German politician Von Metz, played by Robert Prosky, an ex-Nazi. What they're glossing over here in the description is that the whole crux of the movie is there's there's a video. There's a video of... Uh, Von Metz sleeping with Hitler. And that's what they're trying to intercept. So in a way, this is kind of like the conversation. They're trying to... No. No,
2: No,
0: don't even. (laughs) Don't even.
2: Okay, punch it up. Okay. Have you ever gone out in public with a friend? Yeah. And the friend either because they're inebriated or whatever, but they start down this spiral of embarrassing themselves. No. And you cannot slow them down is you, that Dan Aykroyd that's how I felt this whole movie I felt bad for everyone involved Fair. Jane Hackman uh Dan Aykroyd just embarrassed and I just kind of I felt like covering my eyes and just saying oh god oh god this is this it's gonna be over eventually better or worse than Dr. Detroit worse worse than Dr. Detroit yeah
0: Chelsea. You hit the nail on the head with that description. That's yeah. exactly right. I was right.
2: embarrassed for everybody. Like involved. uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Like oh
2: shit, why it's am I watching bad. this? Hearing oh. Dan Aykroyd do all the different voices, it was just sad and embarrassing. Yes. Um. So earlier in the week, you were we were talking about
1: double features, and you were like. Well, I'm I'm trying to pick another movie where Hackman was a detective. Yeah, and this is one, yes. but unfortunately, it is taking our recast <laughs> part two tonight. So the roles that we're going to recast first, we got Mac, played by Gene Hackman, who was born at 60 years old.
2: <laughs> right, he came he's, out of the womb at 60. He's
1: always old. They, there is a funny bit where he goes into the salon, and they're looking at his at his receding hairline they're like i don't know what we can do for you uh oh wait no that was in mississippi burning sorry (laughs) yeah
0: i was gonna say i that was a better movie
1: yeah uh so gene hackman playing Mac, 60 at the time next we've got ellis played by dan Aykroyd. when the film opens he's at a buddhist monastery no a a, uh just a monastery and he is recovering from his like jesuit jesuit priests like psychosis Um, and he, until the climax of the film, he really just wants to go back there. So he doesn't freak out and impersonate captain Kirk anymore. Uh, next we got Dom DeLuise playing Harry, uh, who is a pornographer, Harry Gutterman. And he's there. (laughs) What a, what a name for a pornographer, Gutterman. Also Dom DeLuise had quite the gut at the time. So he's their connect they think that he can help them find this tape but it doesn't work out so well. And then finally, we've got Riva Riva played by probably the best last named actress in the biz, (laughs) Nancy Travis. I really like her curly hair.
2: Her her hair is great.
1: Yes. And she plays, uh, we find out a Mossad agent who is also trying to track down this Nazi Hitler slumber party video. Yes. Chelsea, who is your pick for Mac? All
0: right. Well, I fucking hated this movie, so I yes. recast it with people I fucking hate.
1: John Hamm. John not the
0: Hamm. not the usual suspects. Oh. Oh. Tried to tried to throw some no, curve the usual balls. suspects
1: is a good movie. Shut up. <laughs> uh,
0: no, I went with Tom Cruise. That's fair. That fucking Scientology cook. Do you
1: remember when he jumped on that couch on Oprah? Oh, yes. Yeah. It was the weirdest. That's
0: exactly thing. what I want him to channel in this yes. movie Travis, and make us Travis. all fucking uncomfortable.
1: You're being glib
2: glib don't be glib is that what he don't said don't you remember that no, no I, I just yeah. remember him jumping he's like
1: i'm in love anyway it was so weird
2: all right so uh for my pick i went with an actor who could bring some uh some real police chops to the uh, to yeah? the to the whole thing he's 59 years old okay he was in American Horror Story. He was in Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Okay. He, he was in The Commish and The Shield. It was Michael Chiklis. Michael Chiklis.
1: That is an interesting pick. I can see it. Did he ever do a commercial for Chiclets? No, but he should. He should. Kentucky Fried Chicklets. My pick is 59 now as well. It's Michael Chiklets. No, I'm just joking. Uh, he's in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Iron Man 2, and being the Ricardos, his name is Greg Clark.
2: Yeah. Greg oh, yeah. Clark's my guy. Uh, on this I'm side.
1: sorry. Clark Greg. Is it Clark Greg? It is. I definitely typed Clark Greg, but I read it with full-on dyslexia. <laughs> Next up, we've got Ellis, played by Dan Aykroyd. He was 38 at the time. Chelsea?
0: I picked someone who was so fucking monotone that this would turn into a comedy, watching him try to be pop culture characters. Mm-hmm. I went with uh, one of Canada's most hated Hayden Christensen.
2: Oh wow! Oh, we're gonna be getting a big old dose of Hayden Christensen this year. Shut the
0: fuck up! We Wait, don't want what's,
2: it. What's happening? The Obi Wan show on. Yeah, the, is he gonna be is in C+? it? Plus, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: he is, along with Ewan McGregor. Yeah,
0: yeah, he is.
2: Huh. I'm pissed.
1: Hmm. Well, he probably needs the paycheck.
2: All right. So for mine, and this is how I'm going to try to save this movie. Instead of doing the uh, ridiculous personalities that he slips into, we're going to have his psychosis to be that he's kind of he thinks he's caught in a. Like a reality prank show? Oh, a yeah. like, Ed like,
1: TV or a no, Truman
2: show? No, more like a Jackass. Oh, okay. Like, like I think you should leave with Tim Robinson type show.
1: Or um, what are those dudes? The prank, prank, uh, prank busters? No, I don't know.
2: Anyway, that's that's my idea. So, this, impractical
1: jokers. Impractical jokers. Yes.
2: So this actor has been in films such as The Lion King. <laughs> Fucking prank busters. The Lion Sorry. King, Disenchantment, Man Seeking Woman, and The Eric Andre Show. Yes. I'm with Eric Andre. Eric Andre's great. Yeah, I think Eric Andre could save this fucking disaster of a film. I like it. Uh, my pick is
1: pretty obvious. He is the heir apparent to mid-career Dan Aykroyd. Oh, God. <laughs> He's 38 now. He's in... Game over, man. Mike and Dave need wedding dates and workaholics. Oh, His name is
2: Adam Levine. I shopped him. Yeah. Adam Levine. Yeah, he, um, he would definitely be a step up from Dan Aykroyd. Sorry, Dan. I think that Dan is listening to this podcast. Sorry, Dan fans. Offended. <laughs>
1: we got one more. No, two more. I'm sorry. More. Next up we've got Harry. Harry Gutterman, played by Dom Deluise. Didn't didn't Dom de Luis release a series of cookbooks?
2: Ooh.
1: Or am I can, confusing it with somebody
2: else? Uh, you're thinking about uh, what, Pierre Perdome? Yes. <laughs> what is that guy called? <laughs> He's just like a French chef. Okay. Cut that out. Who looks well. just like it. He does look just like it. <laughs> I was him. confused for many years myself. Okay, it's okay. good.
1: It's not just me. Uh, Dom de Luis was 57 at the time. Chelsea, what were you thinking for this?
0: All right. I went with Chad Lowe. And here's the reason why Whoa. I fucking hate Chad Lowe. What? He played the scariest fucking character on a Law & Order SVU episode. Mm-hmm. Like, still fucking haunts me. Like, I have nightmares about him.
1: I, I mean, can't even look at If you were, if you were Rob him. Lowe's little brother, wouldn't you be he, haunting as well?
0: I mean, he was so good in this episode, but god damn, he was fucking chilling. Oh, can't stand him now.
1: All right. I'm sorry. Sean. Who's your pick for our role of Harry? Harry Gutterman? Harry Gutterman.
2: I went a lot younger with my pick. Um he's going to be 45 on Monday. Right after this episode goes kerplunk. Kerplunk. He's been in TV series such as Mr. Mayor. Mhm. He's been in uh Crank Yankers, which it feeds into my theme. Yeah. Uh, but he's been on SNL. i with Bobby Moynihan. Bobby. Bobby Moynihan. I love him. Yeah, and he looks like fucking. He does a little bit. Yeah.
1: So I um I avoided the heavy setness. I went for the beard. Yeah. Speaking of, Sean, your beard's coming in really nice. Thanks, man. I think you should grow it out into full Deloise. <laughs> My pick. <laughs> my pick is 56 now he was in a little TV show called Early Edition Friday Night Lights and a movie called Manchester by the Sea his name is Kyle Chandler and holy, check out that beer holy
2: shit <laughs> he's rocking it he's doing it he's going full Delaware. I don't think I've ever seen Kyle Chandler do comedy that would be uh... you didn't think that Friday Night Lights was a comedy <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs>
1: All right. Next up, we've got the role of Ariva, played by Nancy Travis, who was twenty nine.
0: I went with Jamie Lynn Spears because we fucking freed Britney.
1: We did free Britney, bitch. We did. Um. So w- w- you hate Jamie Lynn because she was
0: in cohorts with the conservatorship?
1: Oh.
0: And now she's cahoots. going
1: it's cahoots.
0: Whatever. I can't hear Don't make fun of my disability
1: I never learned how to read
0: There we go Jamie
1: Lynn Spears Well she's
0: gone on all these podcasts recently Like trying to clear her name And talking about these really personal Really fucking intimate moments That Mm -hmm. I don't think Britney wants out in the open Right And she wrote a fucking book And she's trying to collect money off of it Because she doesn't get a paycheck anymore so fuck her. hater. Okay. Her.
2: Over to you, Sean. What do you got for the role of Reva, the Mossad agent? Uh, this is my least favorite pick, but uh, she's 29 and uh, she's got a little bit of face value. She's got good. Uh, she's got good hair. Um, she was in uh, The Missing, The Hunted, and The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants with Jenna Boyd. Jenna Boyd. Of course, everybody knows her from the Sisterhood.
1: Totally, right? All right, my pick. I, I, had a, I really got nothing much on this. this lady. She is 28 now. She's in Into the Storm, A Violent Separation, and Friend Request. Her name is Alicia Debnan
2: Carey. Alicia Debnum Carey. Yeah, none of our picks match up to Little Nancy Travis.
1: No, she's great. All
2: right, so uh, final thoughts. This movie was terrible. Don't Real watch bad. it. It's awful. It's one Real of the back. worst movies I've ever seen. So, yes. uh, congratulations to me for picking a really good choice. What a stinker! I mean, well I mean, that—that's the point of the show, though. We we go with the, something that's like you know prestigious, the, the pinnacle. Yes, and then you go with what's the nadir the, gutter. the, the nadir of their fucking career <laughs> nadir n-a-d-i-r yes, yes the absolute bottom rock
1: bottom so we do have a bonus segment and it is a genetic battle royale it's a battle of the genes we've got gene hackman versus gene wilder Versus Gene Belcher from Bob's Gene Burgers. Belcher,
0: oh all the God. fucking way. <laughs> oh,
1: Jesus Christ, Gene Belcher.
0: Yeah, Gene Belcher. Gene Belcher. abso fucking lootly
1: Wow, yeah. that was the fastest battle royale I've ever seen. I'm just going to be the odd man out
2: and go with Willy Wonka himself, Gene Wilder. Um, I heard that he wasn't funny unless he had a script and a director to make him funny.
0: Uh, Gene Belcher with yeah. the fucking Gene sounds. Belcher, man. Oh, he's a genius.
2: You guys, he's a
1: what now? Genius. He's a genius. I fucking love him. <laughs> All right. So I want to thank you guys. Thank you for doing this. Chelsea, do you have anything you want to plug? Q tips? Uh,
0: I mean, I'd like to unplug my ears.
2: But... Oh, that was solid. Over to you. Two plugs. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Mm -hmm. should be given her own Star Wars trilogy and her own Star Wars series. Because of the most recent episode of The Book of Boba Fett. Not just that, but also the episodes she directed of The Mandalorian. She is one of the greatest Star Wars directors to walk the Earth and people need to recognize. Besides She learned it all from her Uncle Clint. Sure, exactly. Clint's the credit. Uh, But beyond that, um, check out, uh, there's a show on CBS called Ghosts. Don't watch that show. Check out the BBC. Go sometime. Check out the BBC version. Get it. From nine, 9- 2019. It's fucking hilarious. And it's good. If you like British humor, it's really good. What's next week's episode? The films of Zsa Zsa
1: Gabor. No, I, I really don't know. What's next week's episode? The films of Zsa Zsa Gabor. Zsa Zsa Gabor. Um, so she does have a lot of movies. Most of those movies she's playing herself. However, the films we're going to recast, she is not. Uh, But I do have a sneak preview, question and answer, for next week's trivia. It's about marriage. (laughs) Two marriage. (laughs) Between the three of them, Zsa Zsa and her famous sisters, Magda and Ava, racked up how many marriages? Chelsea, you go first.
0: Fourteen.
2: Sean? 16 20 wow. 20 between the three of them oh wow wow so that's like you know six and a
1: half each I uh, i'm really good at math but i'm not making that
2: calculation right six now. six and three quarters each
1: yeah dana um what's the square root of 20 <laughs> So we want to plug the podcast itself. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on all of your podcatcher apps. We are online on podbean.com. We are also at cinemachopshop on Twitter. We are facebook.com slash cinemachopshop, cinemachopshop at gmail.com. If you want to email us, please don't. Instagram at (laughs) Shop we are checking in all these beers right chelsea on untapped that's u-n-t-a-p-p-d and we're cinema chop shop on there and also sometimes these episodes show up on youtube on the feed cinema chop shop podcast on youtube do you guys want to shout out your twitters a windowless van. A windowless van. I'm at Travis Grant Allen. By the way, in the conversation, they were in a windowless van. Nice, Chelsea. She's at Chelsea No Name. Uh, What's your
2: Twitter account?
0: Oh shit, I don't fucking know.
1: Yeah. No, no. <laughs> That's actually a really good handle. You were the first one to get them. Get that one at Oh shit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> finally farewell to you the listeners uh chop shoppers out there don't forget to please get that vax otherwise social distance and wear a mask and please remember to watch chop retrofit retrofit.